0: 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham on Money FM
1: 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and joining me today is Frank Shen, partner at Compendium Spirits, also co owner at Loud and American Taproom. Frank, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back. Well, welcome me
0: back. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was uh, great to get insights from you and Leon the last time we spoke about Loud. But, you know, for today, we'll, we're going to talk about compendium spirits. So the backstory behind this, established in 2015, I understand it started with Honeywine. So in uh,
0: 2015, Simon and uh, Joey started this meadery named after their daughter, Rachel. So it's called Rachel the Rabbit Meadery. Uh, we were kind of the first winery in Singapore that produce and ferment our own honey wine in Singapore. So mead is actually honey wine, which is also one of the oldest beverages in the world. Basically, it's just fermented honey, right? But for us, obviously, we add a lot of uh, other uh, native Southeast Asian ingredients into it as well. Uh, we got some ginger. We have some with um, osmanthus. We have some with like maple. So it really depends on some seasonal ones. So when we started about uh, five and a half, six years ago, to be honest, the market didn't do as well as we thought it would be because of the licensing thing that we have. Two years later, we started to realize we could actually do a little bit of like spirits as well. to so we'll make our own gin, our own like uh, base spirit. It was all part of the the same license, and that was where we started to do R and D, and we started to try to create products from the honey wine itself because we had a lot of honey fermenting. But uh, <laughs> but it wasn't really getting soaked at a pace fast enough.
1: For today, I mean, let's talk about the soju because it's recently moved into cold storage. You know, two of the sojus that you have, two unique flavors of Singapore. Tell me a little bit about taking these products and moving them to cold storage.
0: Okay, so... We have been doing spirits for a couple of years now, um, and then we start to realize that the flavors that we are trying to produce at a distillery was really different from everybody else. And we realized like during Circuit Breaker, there's a lot of people ordering from our website, and we realized that the price point for um, the entry price point for our product starts at like $50, like $48, and it may be a bit high for some people who are doing home delivery and they take their buying drinks to drink with their friends or they want to entertain people. So what we did was we thought of a solution and we realized that soju in Singapore was kind of a big thing. A lot of Korean restaurants and, and also people are very into the flavored soju. I drink them myself, but I drink the traditional one. But people around me have been drinking like the watermelon one, the grape ones, all basically fruity flavors. But I don't like it because it has that artificial kind of like flavoring of fruit flavors to it. And then we would just had a chat and realized that, hey, You know, if we can make like a local soju or the first soju ever created in Singapore, it'll be really, really cool. Then we started to do our own experiments and... We, I mean, it was funny because it was kind of like during static Breaker. But we did a lot of tasting back and forth and realized that these two flavors are really, really nice. And it's kind of like a representation of what Singapore is as well. If you're living in Singapore, the Bandung is something we, we drink growing up, you know, at the hawker center or at a coffee shops, right? And then on day on day, it's kind of a very old school dessert that I used to buy from a local cake shop, you know, and we just eat it. And as we walk, you know, we buy a packet of it, we walk and we eat it. So we, we developed these two flavors, uh, but obviously we made it from scratch, from zero percent. We ferment upwards and we dilute it back down, and it's just really, really smooth. And why we chose to go into cold storage also because soju is we create this product actually. We wanted to help it's a strategy, actually. So, we wanted to help people taste our products basically. But not many people can buy a product at like $100, for example, right? So, we create a soju and it's retailing at cold storage at $13 a bottle. and. I think that just breaks the entry point. So when customers drink my soju now, and they go like, oh, the soju is really good, and they will be more open and more willing to try our other products like meats, the honey wine basically, and the gins and the vodka, and the rums that we create. So that was kind of the strategy behind this whole launching of soju. And obviously, cold storage is, uh, is huge in Singapore. There's uh, 50 over hours in Singapore, and there's a good marketing strategy so that people can look at it and buy it and try it without even thinking twice.
1: We're in conversation with Frank Shan, partner at Compendium Spirits, also co owner at Loud and American Tap Room. Frank, there are so many soju's out there on the market, as you've already mentioned. You know, what sets the Compendium Soju's apart from the rest?
0: I think it's the flavor. We don't create a product cost, we want to create a product. We create a product at Compendium. Every product created at Compendium is really because we want to put the taste, flavor. And, um, you know, if if you're drunk soju, yeah, it's either artificial or it's like alcohol, right? The standard soju. Uh, So we want to create something that people can enjoy on the rocks or even in a shot and, like, really enjoy the flavors. You know, like the flavors of the pandan, a bit of the coconut, a bit of the rose. And I think this flavors, we made it really subtle, but it's there. You know, when you drink it, after flavors, the lingering flavors of the pandan and coconut is just amazing.
1: It really is. I remember the first time I tried it was at MO Bar with Adrian Besser, the bar manager there. And I said, what is this creation? It really needs to be out there in stores because at the time it was only available online. And what's the response been like from, you know, uh, customers? How is the soju doing in cold storage?
0: It's crazy. So we just launched it like um, two weeks ago. Usually the, their first orders are always slightly bigger because every outlet has it and then the reorder starts coming in. And we didn't expect a reorder so quickly because they haven't actually even marketed the product yet. Uh, but for the last two weeks, we have been getting reorders. I'm actually going to deliver to them later. <laughs> Quite a big order. And
1: yeah. of course, Soju is probably your MVP right now. But tell me a little bit about some of your other products because you do gin as well. And you've got some unique flavors there.
0: Yeah, so for us at Compendium, we actually focus on the fermentation program, actually. So basically, we play around with different Southeast Asian fermentable sugars. So for example, like we have a gin called Rojak Gin. We actually use like um, fermented honey as the base. So what we do is we ferment wildflower honey from Thailand. Then once it hits like a certain ABV point, we actually go through a distilling process to make it like a base honey spirit. And then we macerate it with... um, Juniper berries, obviously, so that you can call it gin, uh, with a little bit of lemon peels for balancing, and the main ingredient, which is uh, ginger flour, which is one of the main ingredients of Rojak, actually. yeah. So what we do after maceration for a few days is we go back into the distilling machine and do a second round of distillation, and then we dilute it back down to 45% ABV. So that is one of the fermentable sugar we use. However, we got another product that is the uh, Chendo gin. Instead of using... Honey to ferment, we use gula melaka from Indonesia, and then we ferment it, and then we distill it into a base spirit. And then again, we macerate it with the three, three main ingredients, which is uh, juniper berries, obviously, uh, some dried coconut, and pandan. And then we go through a second distillation again, and then it becomes our chendo gin. And because we use different fermentable sugars, the flavors of the, the base spirit and the flavors of the actual final product taste totally different.
1: And you were telling me off air when I talked to you a few days earlier about how you're moving your, you know, your soju products into other bars as well. I know I've had it at M.O. Bar, but what are some of the other places where you're trying to sell your product?
0: So at this very moment, we are only trying to, we don't really sell it, sell it. Uh, We we kind of like sell it to like our close partners, for example, like Natives. So Native has been working and supporting Compendium since the very, very beginning, even during the the misery times. And uh, we just wanted to give them like a heads up, like, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, when you try some, actually, I sponsored a couple of cases for their anniversary just past a couple of months ago. And people really love it. And they're doing it as like a welcome drink or goodbye drink for their customers at the bar now. And um, yeah, so in, in my opinion, Nikki is going to bars, but we can't really go into many bars now because we kind of want to see how the retail market and cold storage uh, handles this. First. Because we, we are still a small distillery in Singapore, you know, we make everything from scratch, everything takes time. So we don't want to oh. sell too much to the bars to the, to the point that I don't have enough stock for cold storage because that would be a problem for us. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you mentioned cold storage is your unique seller right now. But are there plans to go international as well?
0: Um, yes, uh, but we for us, actually, just for the other SKUs that we have, we are really trying to focus on the bars and restaurants. Uh, but for soju specifically, we we are trying to take this to the mass market.
1: Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Shen, partner at Compendium Spirits, co-owner at Loud and American Taproom. If you haven't tried the soju, you must try it. It is so easy to drink and it does not seem artificial at all. Thank you so much, Frank, for your time, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, let's catch up.